Hello, it's your boy Lin Manuel Miranda. Welcome back to the Nerdiest Podcast. <laughs> Hi, no, that that isn't Lin Manuel Miranda. Welcome back to the Nerdiest Podcast. We're nerds, talk about nerdy things. I'm one of your wonderful hosts, Mr. Jackson Glass, self-proclaimed wonderful. I'm here with my always co-host, Nick Barrett. How are you today? I'm alive, although Florida allergies do be sucking. It's that time of year sucks where suck. the allergies come out, and you're like, ugh. Man, this sucks. But other than hey. that, um, don't say self-proclaimed wonderful because you are wonderful. Aww. Got Aww. Introduce the Boom, guest. Roasted. <laughs> Wait, what? Ah, uh, yes. And for the first time in 2022, oh. we have a podcast guest. Miss Megan good. with no H is back. Welcome back. You How are you doing today? Megan. Oh my gosh, I'm Megan. doing great. <laughs> I know I'm doing great. Um, Weekly recap, as you all know. <laughs> Oh, as you know, I love musicals, so obviously I'm here and in honor of, I've planned this, by the way, you guys don't know I'm going right, to do good. this. Um, I, I'm going to list every musical I've been in, don't worry, this won't take long. Okay. All right, I've been in Honk, Seussical Jr., The Secret Garden, I didn't like that one, uh, Annie, um, Seussical Jr. again. Just a curious then, question, just a curious question, not hmm? to cut you off, you said you didn't like The Secret Garden? No, that was not an enjoyable experience. Aren't you wearing a Secret Garden shirt right now? No, this is uh, my My Fair Lady shirt. Oh, my Fair yeah. Lady. It says, I could have danced all night. Well, now um, I look like an idiot. Wow. Continue. <laughs> You're fired. And then I was in Seussical Junior again. Um, I was in it twice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I was in Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and I played the narrator, which was awesome. Um, and... Then I was in Annie Get Your Gun, which was awesome. And then currently I am playing my dream role as Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Wow. Theater majors, am I right? Golf claps all around. (laughs) Man, theater majors, they think they're so cool. What's so... Hey, at least I didn't list like all of the shows I've seen. No, yeah. That would would be a long time. (laughs) You know, this is uh, a great time to bring this up. I can't believe... This is like God's plan because I found this out yesterday. Um, the local college here, where I live, is closing their theater department. <laughs> oh, no. Um, That's our nerdiest news for the week. <laughs> nerdiest news. Local <laughs> Jackson College closes theater department. Um, Let's go. No, you see. Well, such exciting news. Can't wait bad. to see what the school does with the new uh, recently with, acquired budget man. that they've gotten from closing that. I mean, they could go, like, we recently just found, like, $20. That we could put into something else because of the theater department closing. So, like, this is so crazy. But also, there have been 23 theater majors in the last decade. So. Wow. I don't, I don't want to flex or anything. But, like, well, while your local college is closing down their theater program, my college is actually getting ready to open up a so you know the technology they use to make the mandalorian yeah those big vr screens we're about to get an entire oh, studio wow. dedicated oh to that. that's so cool and it's that's about cool. to open so not wow. not to flex or anything but you yeah. know one of the best film schools in america ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um i am one of the elites thank you very much top one percent over here so we'll get yeah. to we'll wow, get to right. weekly recap but i also this is just like we're talking about theaters closing and stuff well, I'll actually bring this up later because this, like, that's actually a loaded question. Re- weekly recap first. What's what did everyone do? What did I do? <laughs> I'll let I'll I'll let our guest go first because we always Ladies talk. First. 
guests get to go first. Well, um, my week started with um, a pretty big event. Um, wow. One of my dogs passed away. Wow. I'm not even. I'm not even making this up. It actually happened. Um, it wasn't the first dog we got. It was the second dog we got, but she wow. was older than my current dog. Um, yeah. She was a go- golden lab. Her name was Sandy. She was super old. We we kind of expected it. So, so in editing, yeah. can you put like really sad music over that, please? Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm actually gonna change it to the most upbeat Kevin McLeod. <laughs> I'd also. So it's just that no, it's the do 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 the like stock uh, iMovie music. That's um, what we'll be playing. I don't want to be a nudge, oh but God. it's pronounced Kevin McLeod. So. Um, but other than that, uh, my week has been pretty good. Um, I've had rehearsals for Beauty and the Beast, obviously. Right. Um, having a wonderful time with it. Music rehearsals, just staging rehearsals. Wow. That's all my life has been consisting of. Um, and it was also my best friend's birthday. Wow. Shout out. Which is awesome. And her birthday. Yeah, her Shout birthday's out. five days before mine. So my birthday is in Let's four go. days. <laughs> yeah. Your birthday, by the time this comes out, your birthday actually will have passed. So. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Man. Nick, what'd you do this week? Whoa. What did I, I do this week? Yeah. Um, well, I've I've been surviving. Um, it was a pretty average week, not gonna lie, just school and all that. I will say something super exciting, which I posted about on Twitter, is I got sound panels for very exciting, very my exciting. little like corner studio here. Um, and I'm sure you can hear a difference in editing, um, or maybe you can't because I'm ju- I was I've just been that good of an audio editor. Like, <laughs> wow. Um, self-proclaimed. But yeah, I hung those up, which is great. Yeah, yeah so self-proclaimed. <laughs> um, I'm so nice. And I have more. I have so, more. Are you so humble, Nick? You guys can. I love. I love interrupting you. I'm trying to. I love tell you about my week, so and you guys are just interrupting me. That's it's so. It's so rude. much fun though. We love it's to interrupt. Easy to That's make fun so of you. rude. <laughs> That is actually really true. Um, Shout out to my school friends who do make fun of me all the time. Um, So yeah, I have more sound phone panels coming. Other than that, what I did do this week that I am really like proud of myself for is I watched Arcane. And if you follow us on Instagram, which by the way, quick shout out, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Nerdiest Podcast to keep up with all of the things. And you can pick what show I get to watch next. Um, I have a couple more I need to finish, and then I'm going to put up another poll um, for you guys to vote on what show I get to watch. Also, you can check out the episode description on Spotify for either a poll or question of the week or both. We'll see what ends up happening by the time I get to editing. Anyway, I asked the Instagram to pick. They picked Arcane. I started it, and I did something different with this show in the sense that I did not binge it all the way through like I normally do. Like you guys know, I watched Friends in like the span of a month and a half. Mm -hmm. And that was like 270 something episodes. So (laughs) with Arcane, I, because I watched the first three episodes and I was like, oh dang, this is like movie quality animation, like all that. And I really wanted to watch it on my TV. So I didn't watch it on my iPad or anything. And throughout the week, I just didn't have time to watch it. So I ended up watching it in three three episode chunks because there was nine episodes total so i did three episodes there was like two or three days and then three more episodes and then another break and then i watched the last three episodes today fantastic show knocked it out of the park 
it was it was great. Um, cannot wait for season two. Probably not coming until twenty twenty three. But you know that's life. Um, that's life. And that's really been the highlight that's of my life. week was watching that's Arcane. Um, I love- also sub note before I pass it over to Jackson. Now I'm interrupting you. Get over it. Wow. Um, <laughs> sub note, if I don't talk as much, it's because my sinuses are agitated, and I'm sure you guys don't want to hear me sniffling for an hour. So I will be on mute when I am not talking. Jackson, your your turn. Uh, sounds like you need some nasal spray. Two, I wanted to say um, I love how it's an as a- he scoffs. I love how it's an accomplishment for you to not watch nine episodes in one day. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I should also note they are like 40 minute episodes so they're not like your normal 20 minute episodes um also I still watched it in like in the space of a week yeah but it was more spread out over that week and I had more time to process each episode so so this week has been pretty good for me um we've been setting up been getting ready I'm very excited I get to go on a Disney trip going to Disney World next week hey cannot wait i have not i have not stepped foot in a disney park since i was 11 years old and it like it's one of those places where like i know people that go like multiple times a year and like i just can't do that like i I feel like it's a special thing it's a very special thing for me when i get to go so i'm very excited about that i went shopping yesterday and i bought new sunglasses and i bought a new shirt to wear in the park and then I, if you see, if you're watching my video on my shelf here, I bought a Tron Legacy vinyl because I was at Target and I decided to treat myself. And then I spent $20 on Chinese food and ate it at the coffee shop. I didn't look at the price. I just ordered it and went, oh my, that was $20. It's fine. I still bought a coffee at the coffee shop. And now I'm here. So yesterday on food alone, I probably spent about $30. <laughs> and that's... It's so fun to go and buy Disney oh stuff gosh. or things for a Disney trip. It's Man, so much fun. Do you ever just have one of those days where you're just like, I'm not even going to look at the price. I don't care. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, no. That's me like every day. Um, <laughs> for follow-up the, question, though. You do have Disney shirts to wear at Disney, I do. right? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's kind of. Because like, I see people who come in and they're like, look at me wearing my Batman shirt at Disney. And I'm like, you like, don't, nerd. Don't be you're that You're in person. the wrong no. park for no. that. Okay? Universal is 20 minutes it's that way. that way. <laughs> like, get out of here. I think it's kind of like a concert where like. Now, my general consensus is if you go to a concert, say it's Taylor Swift concert, you should not wear a Taylor Swift t-shirt. I think that's tacky. Here's what I think. Wear a music t-shirt that isn't Taylor Swift. That makes you cool. That's my consensus. Disney World is not the same. You wear Disney shirts at Disney. I will wear all my Star Wars shirts. I wear Pixar shirts, whatever. That's just my opinion. You can do whatever you want. If you go to a Harry Styles concert, wear Harry Styles merch. That's fine. I just think you're tacky. All right. Final thing. Today, I'm eating dessert delights. <laughs> there are wow. dessert-inspired fruit and nut candy assortments. That is my snack for the day. We're going to move into kind of... What are we doing next? Hot take? Hot take. Oh, shoot. That's me. Shoot. Um... Sorry, we I still just had a need... sneeze attack. My allergies are trying to kill me. We um... still need to get um, some sound drops. I also like to say this hot take 
is only Nick. This does not have any mm-hmm. affiliation with the Nerdiest Podcast brand or me. Or me. There you go. Go or for me. it. Aren't you excited? <laughs> I just want to say this actually does represent everybody and all of humanity. Whoa, friends, whoa. I must say. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. Listen, uh-huh. in my humble opinion, I must say that I am quite literally the voice of the people, which That's one, when. also makes me president <laughs> of the United States. Um, so, addressing you all as the new president of the United States. I'd like to tell you about how La La Land is a trash movie. Well, well, hold on. Okay. This hurts my soul, by the hold way. Hold on. I'm thinking this through as I say it. So, La La Land, in and of itself, I watched it once, and I was like, okay, kind of mid. And I don't like it. Not to mention, I only watched it because my crush at the time was super into La La Land, and I was like, we need to have something to talk about. <laughs> um, so... There was that going for me. Um, but I decided later on after all of that had passed to give it a second watch and be like, okay, well, let me watch it again and see how I feel about it now. Still didn't like it. And the reason I didn't like it is because I feel like the ending of the movie really, I don't want to say, like it just kind of ruins the whole movie because you spend this whole movie like seeing this couple be together and you know they're trying to make it work and like at the end of the day, he ends up picking her up and going and, like, taking her to this audition that she didn't want to go to. And they have, like, this road trip to get there, and she does it, and she gets the part, and then they just never get back together. And I'm like, okay, first of all, it's really stupid because you spent the entire movie trying to get me emotionally invested in this couple, and then they don't end up together. That doesn't make any sense. But okay, maybe aside from that, we can look past that. Second of all, the ending of the movie is really trippy because she walks into this bar... And sees the guy performing and then proceeds to see what her life would be like if they stayed together, which is like giving you both endings, like the ending that I wanted, but also like the actual ending of the movie so you can have both. But at the same time, I'm like, no, that's kind of stupid. Yeah. But okay, go off, I guess. (laughs) Um, The music in the movie is also kind of mid, no cap. Um... And what I will say Mm. is there are only two good songs in the entire movie, and that is Another Day of Sun and A Lovely Night. Okay. Time out. Now, now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I have, like, like a couple good things I want to say, though. Can I say the good things? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Go on ahead. Yeah, go do it. The good thing. Well, one of the bad things is Jackson misspelled doesn't in... The notes document. I'm homeschooled. Get proper grammar. You need to get Gosh. away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, what I will say is the movie does have really good cinematography. Like, as a film student, I can appreciate the cinematography in La La Land. It it has really good cinematography, and that's about all I can say good about the movie. It's just it has good cinematography. Can't even say the, direct, the directing was great. It was okay. pretty, right. pretty mid. You're done. But the cinematography <laughs> you're done. You're done. was you're pretty done. good. You're done. Um, you're done. Pretty good. You're done. Megan, I think you're, you're, you're going to take... No cap. No cap. My final thought. My final thought. You guys cannot dispute me for this. La La Land is a movie made for the Hollywood people who run the Oscars specifically so that it could win Oscars. No, that's bull. It checks off every <laughs> single box no. that the people who run the Oscars yeah. want. And it didn't... It, apply, well, it applies to old Hollywood. Why did everyone like but it? But here's the thing. It didn't even win. 
Yeah. Oh, thank God. Whew, the Oscars you does suck. have some taste. So, I think Megan is going to take more of a ranty approach. So I'm going to I'm going to go first, so I can kind of break down every single point of why you're wrong. So, La La Land. What I say is La La Land is the most realistic fairy tale that you could ever tell. It's a tragedy. It is a tragedy. That is the point. That's also, the point. It's like Romeo you and saying, Juliet. You saying it was stupid because she didn't end up with the guy is stupid. Because what I'll say is that's Hollywood, baby. The whole... The whole point of the movie is they are a dysfunctional couple because they both want their careers. And so they, like, he literally, the whole point of his character was that he will do literally anything for his career. And that meant losing her. They both would do anything for their career, and that meant losing each other. Now, is the ending really trippy? Yes, I agree that. But I think that was just kind of played into the tragedy of saying, hey, if they put aside their differences and like their egos, like they could have ended up really happy. But I also like I'm at peace with the ending because they made their decisions and they both got what they wanted, even that even though that may not have been what they needed, they got what they wanted. And that's why it's a tragedy. Also, one, the movie or the music is incredible and i think you need to put some put some respect on ryan gosling's piano skills okay put some respect on him oh my gosh and then i think you need to put some respect on the color grade of this movie this is one of the prettiest movies you could ever watch and also hey jackson jackson what color grading is part of cinematography okay fine the you're right cinematography is great <laughs> All right, film student over here. So, so, all that being said, that is a hot take, and that's why the segment is hot take, but you're wrong. So, yeah, that's what sorry. I'll say. Do you okay, want to talk um, about La La Land I'm, at all? I'm just, we need to kind of... I would love to. Make it quick. Yeah, I, I'm trying to go as fast as I can. I will. This will be fast. Um, I'm sorry you're just wrong. Um. Hmm. It's okay because some people are just wrong about things. Um, it's okay if you don't have good taste. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that was really shady. Um, so um, the music is brilliant. Uh, it's so is the choreography. Um, oh my gosh, it's so good. Another day of sun. Someone in the crowd. Oh my gosh. I think there's tap dancing. Mm -hmm. There might have been. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Oh, I love tap dancing mm -hmm. so much. And we'll get into that when we talk about another one. But I love tap dancing. I wish I knew how to do it. Um, <laughs> and so, anyways, uh, the music is brilliant. It, it's, it's beautiful. The music is just beautiful yep. with every song. It's sad and romantic with City of Stars. There's, like, that fun, girly song with someone yeah. in the crowd. Of course, <laughs> Lovely the Night is just brilliant. And the opening number, oh my gosh. The choreography, so good. So good. And same with the end. Even, like, the ending with, like, that little dance thing. It, yeah. like, shows everything. And it's okay. just, like... Okay, I wanted to say this. I feel like I'm flying. I wanted to say this. The fact that you think that it doesn't even have good direction is bizarre to me. Because some of those sequences that they do are incredibly directed. That's what I mm -hmm. think, at least. 
Yeah. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. If you don't like La La Land, Mm -hmm. that's okay. But, like, that is a hot, hot take. Well, you know, it doesn't sound like that's okay. (laughs) Like, you guys make it sound like that's not okay. Well, I'm trying to salvage a friendship. (laughs) As we segue into other musical movies, which Mm -hmm. is our main topic, just kind of talking openly about musical movies, we're going to get to Tick, Tick, Boom and all of that. But I thought of a much better hot take than the La La Land one. Okay. Mamma Mia kind of mid. Like, you know, am I wrong? Oh. Am I the only oh. one who feels this way? I mean, Mamma Mia kind of mid. I watched it and like maybe maybe I thought that because everyone is like, "Oh my gosh, Mamma Mia. It's 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 Mamma okay. Mia, my guy." Like so Abba song, Meryl Streep. Hot take segment is over. Yeah, now we're, we're just talking about Mamma Mia. Yeah. So, okay. I haven't seen the movie, but I the really like mid. ABBA. I think like their musical talent is oh, really good. So good. But I saw Mamma Mia at a local performance, which was not a show that you want to see in a local theater because of the <laughs> how do you say relations between these characters and um ah uh, yes it's like oh look at th- you see that lady that um j- like <laughs> trying to keep this pg you see that lady that's she, making uh, up that guy she... on stage my mom says oh my god that's my old mm-hmm. spanish professor <laughs> <laughs> so um don't see mama mia in a small town friends <laughs> Cool. Uh, Moving on. Good story. Um, What I will say about Mamma Mia, in basically stark contrast to La La Land, every song is a banger. All of them are bangers. That if you think there are bad songs on the Mamma Mia soundtrack, I'm sorry, but you might be on drugs. Like you might be going insane. Meanwhile, the movie had some pretty poor direction and cinematography. And this story, like, I don't know if this is something that translates over from the actual, like, Broadway or, like, the stage musical, but Mm -hmm. this story just wasn't there. Like, yeah, there's the really cool concept of, like, a not a whodunit, but, like, whose kid is it? Like, Mm -hmm. which one of the guys is uh, the actual dad? And they never answer the question, which is really frustrating to me, someone who wants to know. And, of course, there's a novelty of, like, they are all her dad because they all step up. No, I want a dead answer. <laughs> Who is it? And then they made a Mamma Take Mia the prequel. DNA test. Do something. They made a Mamma Mia prequel and didn't answer the question. They still didn't answer the question in the prequel. And I'm like, how do you? How do? You, what? <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. Also, mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan I, I cannot sing to save his life. Who, who does he play again? He plays one of the dads. I don't remember which one, but he plays one of the dads, and he cannot sing to save his life. Like, go back yeah. and listen to any song that he's, like, the headline singer in. Nope. Not him. <laughs> Not him. The only well, good, the only I... genuinely good, like, part of Mamma Mia was Lay All Your Love on Me. That was the only genuinely Lay good segment of the movie. all your love When the guys come out with the flippers and the floaties on, I was like, well, if my groomsmen and like best man and stuff don't do that at my wedding, they're clearly not up to the task. Noted. Like, that's all I'm going to say. Duly noted. Well, I liked 
I like Mamma Mia. It's a very enjoyable movie for me to watch. Although you're sleeping on Dancing Queen and Honey Honey. Mm. I love those songs. Gimme, gimme, gimme is my um, jam. <laughs> oh, and that one too. Gimme, 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 gimme man after, after midnight. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, I think it, I mean, I think most people watch it out of just the fun yeah. of the musical. Not necessarily the storyline. Because it. I agree, it doesn't always make no. sense. But I like the concept, like, which one's my dad, you know? Yeah. And I would oh, I would love to play Sophie yeah. in a musical version. The music really is just Mamma the Mia. point, though. So, like... Oh, and Slipping Through My Fingers. That's another slipping great one. Slipping Through My Fingers. Makes me cry. <laughs> Makes me cry. <laughs> so, the point of Mamma Mia, though, is the music. Because wasn't the story built around the ABBA songs? Yes, okay. it's a jukebox musical. That makes it's sense. It's a jukebox, which means it's based off of songs that already exist, and they just put it in a musical so, setting. So, here's what I think. I was having this, when we were, me and Nick were playing Minecraft a couple days ago, and I said, and we were talking about music and albums, and I said, what is a best movie mixtape? And I thought, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, School of Rock, and I could not think of a third one. And I'm wondering if is Mama does why isn't School of Rock on this list? Oh my gosh, that's Man. tragic. Well, I, I don't have a lot to list. say about it because I haven't like seen it. I only know like a few songs from well, it. Well, man, that should have been in my underrated movies list. Man, anyway, School of Rock is really great. You should go watch it. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Oh yeah. But does Mama Mia count as a mixtape, or is it just a jukebox musical? It's really I think just an argument to as a jukebox. I think mm-hmm. an argument could be made that it's a mixtape because they had so. the ABBA songs re-recorded with true. the actual actors from the movie. Oh, then it's so not a mixtape. So therefore, it's true. the it's Which the Meryl well, Streep. We love you. We love Meryl. Well, You're no, no, no. I would say it is. <laughs> it could. Okay, it it's it, it's in an interesting spot because you could say it's a it's a like a mixtape because it's ABBA songs, mm-hmm. but could you say it's a mixtape because it's not a mix tape? It's an ABBA take. Well, or an ABBA tape. But there's also because it's just ABBA songs. There's also something to say for School of Rock. Like if Mamma Mia isn't a mixtape, then neither is School of Rock, because they have original versions of of already released songs. So I don't. But are those know. songs from multiple different artists? Yes. Stick because it to the think. man is a. It already exists. You what? gotta, you gotta think. Well, like, like you think of I'm Guardians. Of the songs from like. So you think of like Guardians of the okay. Galaxy. All of the songs in that movie already exist as songs. Right. So that's just a compilation mm-hmm. of real songs. That's a mixtape. And they're all from different artists. They're not like mm-hmm. all one artist with a bunch of their songs, like Abba. Yeah. So, what makes mm-hmm. a mixtape? You have to have different artists, as I would say, is one of them. You but can't also, have all the same artists, Guardians which eliminates Mamma Mia from being a mixtape. Guardians of the Galaxy uses the music in its story very well, where Mamma Mia is, and Mamma Mia is one of those where it's like a musical. So it's like, oh, the characters are breaking into song. Where Guardians of the Galaxy is like, he has a deep connection to that, to that music because it was like the last, ta- that tape was the last thing his mom gave him before she died, and he was abducted by aliens. So... Man, I did not expect to talk about this for so long. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. totally okay. poggers, dude. 
I'm gonna quickly mention this because it wasn't on the list, but I'll take like 10 seconds. So mm -hmm. You can literally time me. Uh, Into the Woods, another great musical with Meryl Streep in it. Um, lots of great ones. Although, yeah, it's good. Okay. You should watch it. Okay. Here's perfect. Can we talk about Tick Tick Boom now? Yes. <laughs> yes. Please, please, yes, please. Okay. Wait. Can I can I start it off because yeah. I like just watched it. Yeah. Okay. So Nick and I made a deal. Um, he said if I watch Tick Tick Boom, he'll watch Come From Away, and then we can talk about them both on the podcast. And I was like, awesome. Anything to get you to watch Come From Away. Yep. So I watched it last night, and it was really good. Like, I enjoyed it. I didn't know what it was about. Like, no clue mm -hmm. what it was about going in. I had no idea it was about the guy who wrote Rent. Um, I haven't fully listened to Rent. Mm -mm. Or, like, no, like, I kind of know the storyline, but I don't. But, like, I can see the parallels because I know, like, kind of what both mm -hmm. of them are with, like, Tick, Tick, Boom and Rent. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, the parallels. I can see it. This is really cool. So I thought it was really good. I like the music. The music is, like, really catchy and, like, really brilliantly written. Um, that was really good. Um, I had no idea about, like, the written? full... Because it's a friendly guy. Oh, wait, that's right. Lin-Manuel Miranda didn't No, know. he did not write a single one of those. He didn't write the music. He was the director. No, I he forgot. Did. I'm <laughs> sorry. You are not giving this credit to Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> you are not doing that. No, no, Tick, Tick, no, 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 no. is so I weird just... because it's like a movie about a guy about the, well, it's because Tick, Tick, Boom is a real show. And it's a movie mm -hmm. that is the show, but it's a movie of the show. But it, mm -hmm. like, shows. And the show was about him writing the show, kind yeah. of. It's really It's a movie yeah. adaptation of the show Tick, Tick, Boom by Jonathan Larson, which Tick, Tick, <laughs> Boom is a story about his life between writing the one show, writing Tick, Tick, Boom, and then getting to Rent. Yeah. And mm -hmm. everything in between. That is what the but movie is. I, yeah. And I thought it was really good. I cried. Um, it got emotional a few times. Yep. Um, but I think my favorite part of the show was when Jonathan calls his agent. He's like, well, like, did anyone, like, want to, mm -hmm. like, book me or whatever? And she's like, no. And they're like, well, what, am I, what do I do now? It's like, you write the next one. And it's like, that is such a hard reality. Yep. <laughs> like, because it's true. Like, you just have to write the next one. And that's like, it, I related to it because I want to be a writer and mm -hmm. I know that's going to be the hard reality that I'm going to have to face. Like, yeah. someone doesn't like it, you write the next one. And it's like that continuous cycle until someone sticks and like that's that's it. It's <laughs> like, really interesting because and it's so sad, it but like it's such like a harsh reality. It took the perspective of a creator where he essentially realized that it'll never end. He's like, mm -hmm. I'm just... He's like l learned how to find joy in the creating because it, you're never done. And so it was really interesting. I think a lot of creative people, people that like also are writers, musicians, like video makers or whatever you are, I feel like this is a great movie for creatives to watch because they're like they'll relate so hard. <laughs> Or if you like Rent, if you like Rent, you'll like this one. He also, like, Jonathan also has that naivety that most, like, yep. 
that most creative people have is that like, oh, I'll do one thing, it'll blow up, that'll be my thing, and then I'll be done. Like, I'll get mm-hmm. all the money, all the deals, all the everything, when that is not how it works at all. Like, there is that process of you do have to start over and just write the next one and the next one and the next one. And you know what? You might get through your entire career and none of them stuck and took off. Maybe one or two of them did. Like, so you're not yeah. going to be the next insert great Steven theater Sondheim, person. Which, oh my gosh. He's singing. Okay, I know it wasn't the real Stephen Songtime, but like <laughs> since he passed away, like I love his music. Um, I had no idea he was like, I mean, I assume that's true. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, it says at the beginning, like, except the parts that he made up. Um, <laughs> but like, I love Stephen Songtime and like how he like played a role in like his life. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? No way, yeah. Stephen, these Stephen Songtime, like, so yeah. amazing. Also, uh, to add on to like what Nick said, um, it's also, like, yeah, with, like, that feeling of rejection, but it's also that frustration where it's, like, everyone really liked it, mm-hmm. but you still don't get anything. And it's, yeah. like, that's the frustrating part. It's, like, everyone liked it, so why why isn't yeah. it doing anything? And that's, like, a real frustration. I told Nick before um, we recorded, I, like, some may know, some not. I worked on a project last year, and this was, like, an eight, nine-month project where it was Ratatouille Hamilton combined. It was Ratat Hamilton. It was original song, music video on YouTube, it's on streaming platforms. That was this was a That's nine amazing. month project. Thank you, thank you. And it's like legitimately my proudest work. But and then I looked at the streaming services and it got decent numbers. And then I half of them are from me. I just <laughs> I just got <laughs> my first withdrawal from those streaming services you know how much money came from that after my nine month effort was one dollar and 32 cents and i was just kind of like like of course i didn't do it for the money because if you do music for the money then you're an idiot because there's no money in streaming services but i was just kind of (laughs) like dang like Taylor you, Swift, like, what? Like I really gotta, you really gotta be in it for the love of the game, otherwise you're screwed. <laughs> Can I ask about In the Heights because I never got to see it, and because it was in theaters really? for like a week here, and I was like, just like it was just gone, like I never got to see it, and I keep seeing these. I saw a video the other day about how it like flopped hard and no one liked it, and I was like. Wasn't sure if that was true. So, like, what's okay. up within the heist? So, well, can I explain the history? I, I, I like, I like mm-hmm. musical history. Sure. Explain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in the Heights was one of the, or if the first musical that Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda wrote before Hamilton, mm-hmm. and it was pretty popular because of like the culture mm-hmm. and people liked it. Also, it was just really brilliantly written. Mm-hmm. I thought it. I watched, I mean, I haven't seen it, like, in a live production, but I watched the movie, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is really good. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's wild how, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda blew up from Hamilton, but then all of his other work kind of came up, and then he, like, made new work after, but, like, there was some old things. Um, I also think, did anyone here watch The Electric Company on PBS Kids? 
No. Dang it. No, the Electric Company on PBS Kids. I grew up most of my childhood <laughs> with no cable. Um, so we watched a lot of PBS. Oh, I feel that. And so what I didn't know was um, Lin-Manuel Miranda was on the Electric Company for a, like he was one of my favorite characters growing up and I didn't even know that it was him and he was on that show it was like a musical show where you learned about like grammar and reading and then he was on that show with the guy that played Cheaty in The Good Place and then like there's like literal there's Cheaty and Agonye Cheaty and Agonye <laughs> And Let so go. there's videos of Chidi and Lin-Manuel Miranda having like rap battles and it's hilarious. And I just, I didn't know he was on that wow. show. I just wanted a little tidbit of knowledge. Chidi truly is, Chidi truly is the only intellectual who could stand toe to toe with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. What can I say? Like, he's what speaking, a guy. He's speaking guy. too fast. Getting a stomach ache. Here's what I'm going to say. About In the Heights, I saw the movie one too many times, and I've seen it twice. Um, it <laughs> is, like, after seeing it the first time, I obviously made a whole podcast review episode about it. And I thought it was pretty good. It was it, it It's no Hamilton, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think when comparing musicals like that, I think Hamilton is at the point where it needs to be exempt from being like, a, oh, well, let's compare this to Hamilton. It's kind mm-hmm. of the same. It's the same mindset as like, all right, well, let's compare the sequel trilogy of Star Wars to the originals. Yeah. Like, no, they're that's too different. not fair. Like, you, like, Hamilton is at the point where you need to let it be. Like, you need to set it out and let it be its own thing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. in the Heights, you can't compare it between Hamilton. the movie adaptation has some really good choreography. It has some really good songs, really good direction, but it feels really, really long. Okay. And that is one of the worst feelings when you're watching a movie is when will this be over? Because okay. that is because at that point, if you're sitting in a movie and you're thinking, oh, when yeah, will this yeah, be yeah. over? They've lost you. You're, you're you are lost. no longer engaged mm-hmm. or immersed mm-hmm. with the movie like they've lost you at that point. Yeah. So upon watching it a second time with my mom, I got like an hour into the movie and I was like, we still have an hour and a half to go. Really? Yeah. How much longer until this is over? And I think the problem is they left too much downtime in between each song. Okay. Um, so I think it could have, could have been better. Um, Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, a it's bit. a it's a pretty like, it's a pretty fine yeah. adaptation. I've seen clips say. of the original like Broadway show with like where Lin Manuel Miranda is the main character because heaven forbid he writes something that he's not in. But I understand that I do that too. Um, he had a cameo in Tick Tick Boom. He did. So did oh, oh, I was going to say oh, that all, yeah. so did all three of the Skyler sisters, sisters were there. So many. So many cameos. I mean, th- there's a lot of cameos that I think you guys Ooh. didn't recognize because there's like no, other musicals. I was like, oh my gosh, that guy's in this girl's mm-hmm. in that thing. I was like, oh my gosh, all these people are here. Yeah. Like, it was well, really two cool of for the, me. Tick, two tick, of boom, people. really was just uh, it was just Lin Manuel Miranda going through his phone book and being like, hey, can you be on set today? We need <laughs> yeah, an extra. Exactly. In the background. Well, two of the two of the do people you, that were that? at um, his party in Boho Days, which is my favorite song from Tick Tick Boom because um like just that party scene is great but two of the people in that scene 
were two of Jonathan Larson's real neighbors. Like, from when he lived there. And it was like... They're there. Like, it was just so such a sweet moment. I loved that. Before we move on, like, fully from Tick, Tick, Boom, unless Mm -hmm. we already have, I want to say my favorite song is Therapy. I kid Uh. you not, I watched the movie, and I spent the rest of the day looking up the lyrics just so I could sing it at full speed. Mm -hmm. Um, That and uh, 3090. 3090 is my get up, walk out of the house, or walk out of the apartment in the morning on my way to school song. And I really enjoy it. That's a good song. I just really like... It is. I really like the group vocals of Boho Days and like the spontaneity of it. He's like, this is the life, bo 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 bo. It's like everyone should like join in and clap. And I think uh-huh. this is something Lin Manuel Miranda intentionally does all the time, where my like you think of the song Guns and Ships, you can learn the really fast parts, and it's actually not that hard if you just learn it. Um, but even Stop upon, it. I need to pretend like I'm talented. <laughs> if you like, even upon first or second watch, you can sing along. Because you know there's going to be another Lafayette. And then, like, you can turn to your friend who's already seen it and they can do. And it's like this group thing. Um, And he does this throughout Hamilton. Once you listen to it, thinking about that, you see it. Like, you consistently see where he uses group vocals, the consistent, repetitive group vocals to encourage you to sing along. And I think, like, no one really talks about that. He's so brilliant in that way. So there you go. little tidbit of knowledge. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, here's what I'm going to say. We're getting close to the end here. And as we wrap up, there are three more musicals that I want to talk about. We're going to start Four. and go from worst on this three to best on this uh, three. This is in your opinion. Hey, hold no, on. No, this is definitively. <laughs> and you, will all, you all agree. Okay, okay. This is definitively. Worst... Dear Evan Hansen. We got to talk about Dear Evan Hansen. We all suffered through that hour and a half, two hour long train wreck of a musical movie adaptation. Okay. Let, me, let me say this. The Broadway musical, I enjoy the soundtrack. I know you guys don't like Ben Platt, but I think his voice is pretty good. Wait, wait, wait. Um, no, 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 no. I'm not the one with a dig against Ben Platt. Okay. That's Jackson. Jackson's I'm just the one saying, oh, sorry. Like, Jackson. Jackson. Only, ben Platt. <laughs> the only good thing Ben Platt has ever done is the Over the Hedge soundtrack. That is my opinion. <laughs> so I enjoy the music from the original Broadway soundtrack. Great. The movie. Mm-mm. Okay. Because like, I wish I could go see the like the Broadway show, mm-hmm. Dear Evan Hansen, because I think that would be good. The movie, what what happened? What happened? I, I just need to know. What, what, why, why? Just why? You know? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I think what ended up happening is the first problem was casting Ben Platt as Evan again. Like, it worked oh, okay. on stage because you're not, like, you're not super up close in his face. Mm-hmm. So you don't notice how much older he looks. But you put him in a film setting where the camera is getting, like, close up on his face to see him cry. Which, by the way, that man is the ugliest crier I've ever seen. I, I know. I agree. Oh Some of those crying reactions were I was, absolutely I disgusting. Was and I don't know how they made it through the edit. I've There's... seen the clips on Twitter where he's just like. Okay. 
He looks like the meme kid. Like the I said this when I saw the film. He looks like that kid from the meme where it's like trying to hold in a fart around your crush. <laughs> I know exactly that is what you're Platt. talking about. <laughs> like, that is exactly what he looked like in this movie. And I was like, oh my god, how did this get through? How did this Listen, get through editing? You know it's bad because I was sitting in the theater with my mom and we both went to go see this movie. My mom was, cr- when my mom was crying, I was laughing. I was laughing at the parts that you were probably supposed to cry at. <laughs> Another thing that so, made yeah. me really uncomfortable about this movie is that like the sister, I don't remember her name. Zoe? Um, yeah, Zoe. She's like easy, what, five foot six? Five foot seven, mm-hmm. something like that. So she looks like a high schooler. And then Ben Platt is like five ten, six foot, like significantly taller than her. And I'm like, there is no way he's a high schooler. Like, there's just no way. And they didn't even do any of the fancy like camera tricks where they use high angles mm-hmm. to make him look shorter. No, they just did so... straight on. And I was like, it it made me very uncomfortable because I know that Ben Platt is an adult, and I know that he is not a high schooler. Because, you know, some yeah. pro- some stuff you see, like High School Musical, like, yes, they were all, like, teenagers when they came out, but at least they acted like high schoolers. He didn't act like yeah. a high schooler. It was just kind of, Ben Platt is here because my dad is an executive producer and wants to make me look Ooh. good for all eternity. But also, like, in Hannah Montana, Jason Earls, who played Jackson, was, like, 30 when that show started. But he didn't look it. And he acted so young that, like, you wouldn't have guessed that. And I'm going to be dead honest, I did not see Dear Evan Hansen. Um, When we were scheduling... You saved yourself money and time. Yeah. When we were scheduling this episode, because mm-hmm. this episode was supposed to happen, like, straight up last year. I rushed to like, see this musical because like, this I was we were going to do this. <laughs> like, this episode is a long time in the making, and I, we were going to all go see it, and then I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> so... There we Good go. Get on you, mate. Get on you. There we go. I will go. say, Jeremy Hansen does have good music. Um, but everything else about the movie just sucked. Just sucked. Yeah. That, yeah. That's all I have to say. Now, as we move up, we go from worst to good. I sw- I d- I'm, I'm worried you're going to say something. What is good? Come from away is good. No. Okay. Uh-uh. 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 No, no, no. The greatest Let showman. No. Let me speak. Uh-uh. Let me speak. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I did not stand by this. Let me speak. Okay. Come from away is good. I'm not it's saying great. it's bad. It's great. It's brilliant. By what is no wrong means with am I saying it's away? bad. If you don't, if you keep interrupting me, you'll never find out. Okay. So I'm googling come from away. <laughs> come from away. The whole premise of it is like. It takes no, place in this, this, is in like this my town thing. in Newfoundland where, like, right after 9-11, all these planes got redirected to this airport because they closed all airspace for understandable reasons. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, I really liked how they utilized the cast in this mm-hmm. show. How instead of bringing in different cast for all of these passenger characters, they just put different clothes on. It's the very, like, the play pretend where you literally put different hats on mm-hmm. uh-huh. to play different characters. I respect that. That was great. I also, this is going to sound really weird, but I liked the use of the chairs and how uh-huh. the chairs uh-huh. one minute it was set up to be a restaurant and then, like, 
you blink and it, and now they're sitting like it's an airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, this does look kind of so cool now that I see it. That it's was amazing. great. And the songs kind of slapped, not going to lie. Thank Some of those you. songs were Thank pretty you. good. They kind of slapped. But, but. <laughs> what I, and actually no, one more, criti- not criticism, one more thing I will say that I really liked about the movie, or not the movie, the show, anyway, is it really, which, mm, I'm going to word this very carefully. <laughs> As someone who was not alive during when 9-11 actually happened, but I have, like, 90% of my relatives were. And they have told me what it was like mm-hmm. on that day. And I can kind of get it, but not, like, fully understand it because I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But watching this musical and the way they put, like, how these people were scared. Like, there's the uh, there's this Egyptian guy who gets profiled because he's Middle Eastern. And based on the very limited knowledge that people knew from the attacks that had happened, they got, like super biased towards him because he was Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's this scene where he's like, you know, no one's supposed to see below the waist because of my religion, but then they gave me, like, this really intense pat down because I was Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. And, like, you see that kind of stuff, and those are the kind of things that you don't think about when you yeah. think about that event. So I think it it handled that very well in showing this is what it was like for those people. Obviously not the same as people who actually went through it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a whole different thing. And I'm not here to say that, like, that's invalid. But what I am saying is that this musical very, at least to me, accurately captured that part it of put, that experience It put in it time. in perspective in a way that you could understand and relate to. Yes. <laughs> as someone who never lived through that and wasn't even alive, I understand. Hmm. Now, what I will say is as I was watching it last night, I got that feeling about an hour or so in of saying how much longer and when is it, it doesn't over even because have an I started getting bored. It didn't even have an intermission. How could you? It was a perfect length. Like I got to an hour in and I was like. It's an hour and a half. Okay, cool. <laughs> how much longer? Dang. And I don't usually do that for movies. But I found myself turning on the Xbox remote and just flicking up the stick to see how much time was left. And then I turned it back off. To be off. fair, I did that for Tick, Tick, Boom, so. <gasps> and, I mean, to be fair, Tick, Tick, Boom is like two hours long, though. Yeah. Yeah, so, it is kind of long. Um, that's under- I mean, I did that, too. Um, man. But not because I was bored. I just want to know how guy, much, so. how much Hamilton, long, so. longer. But, yeah, no, I felt like the... Uh, mm, the novelty of the switching of the hats and the rotating of like the set and the chairs and all that, it worked great for the first hour before you started catching on that that's what they were doing. Once you started catching that's on that that's what they were doing. Yeah, no, I get it. It works for a musical set. Like, Can I talk about sitting this, Sitting in an actual Broadway theater, it works. But watching it on film does not work. Well, yeah, obviously watching a film is not going to do it justice. I need to talk about this musical because, oh my gosh, I love it so much. Hot take, it's better than Hamilton. That's a hot take. That is factually incorrect. And we'll be kicked off the podcast. In my opinion, Come From Away is better than Hamilton. Well, well, don't worry. Because (laughs) once we, no, don't worry. Because once we finish Come From Away, I will say X musical is better than 
then come from away. So Megan will be offended in return. So. Okay. Um. So here. Okay. So. I love this musical. So I listened to the soundtrack before they released it on Apple TV Plus, and I already loved the soundtrack. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was catchy. And then I finally like sat down and I watched it. And oh my gosh, it is brilliant. Like this whole musical is just, it's genius because they took an event that happened that was like really bad, but they found like the light side of mm-hmm. it like they talked about the people who literally opened up their town to like 7000 strangers which is sorry <laughs> <laughs> um because and that's brilliant because it's like it's a story of like good humanity like mm-hmm. people like good people opening up their houses their schools their facilities to all these the plain people is what they call them. Um, and it's all true. And that's what's really cool. And it's such like mm. a good message, especially these days. And what another thing I love is like all the people that are in it are real. Mm-hmm. Like Nick and Diane. Uh, not not this Nick. <laughs> the character. <laughs> Nick. Um, Nick. They're real with a people. K, and they as actually, according to the subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they actually did meet when they landed in Gander. Um and it's like it's so cool and like just like when nick said like the thing with like the the middle eastern guy like yes and it's awful that he was like stereotyped like that and it's a good message for like Mm -hmm. this things these days and i watched like the behind the scenes of it and they actually like the people who wrote come from away they interviewed so many people so like Probably, like, even, like, there's, like, probably little details that, like, actually happened because some person said, like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this thing happened. And also, another thing I love is it also simultaneously kind of tells the story of Beverly Bass, who was the first female, um, like, captain um, oh. of, like, an airplane. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And it, there's a whole song about her. It's called Me in the Sky. I love that song. Um, and it's about, like... How she wanted to be a pilot and like the World War Two pilots, they all protested her. Mm-hmm. But like she finally like she was the first to in the song, the first female American captain in history. And it's that's pretty cool. And wow. she was one of the planes. She flew the I think the triple seven, like a, a huge plane in Gander, and she was one of the planes out of the thirty eight planes that were there. So Wow. Here's I a question I have about it that I wasn't sure of is in the Apple TV mo- movie, in air quotes, is that the original Broadway cast? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was. I wasn't. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Every single um, one of them, they're all the same. No thing. cap. This is gonna sound awful, but the only like genuine plot point I was invested in was whether or not um, the the With ladies the firefighter. Oh, Firefighter yeah. son had died. Oh my gosh! And that, that was the that only was thing. So I was sad. sitting there the whole time. I was like, "Come on, come on! <laughs> he can't be dead. He can't be dead. Come on! You gotta live, bro. You gotta live." This is one of the musicals where it's like you'll be laughing at some points because mm-hmm. they put in some pretty good humor, and then you'll be like crying because of like what happened in the reality. Because yeah. there is there was this mother, and her son was a firefighter, and. Yeah. He passed away in duty and she and she's like in this panic mode that's like I need to find my son. I need to get to my son, mm-hmm. but I'm stuck on this island and I can't get to him and that's like it's so raw and it's so 
good. Hey, I really want to know what the yeah. next musical on your ranking is that's going to be so controversial. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One of the most spectacular musicals I have ever watched in my entire life is Bo Burnham's Inside. And it's before you look list. at me and say that's not a musical, <laughs> it is an hour and 45 minutes of straight songs. Okay, fine. With mm-hmm. very minimal dialogue in between. It's a one-man I- show. It's a musical. It's a musical. And Does a one-man show you. count as a musical? I would yes. say yes. I you, I, okay, to be fair, Nick, I thought you were going to say it was The Greatest Showman, and I was about to be like, Nick, if you think The Greatest Showman is no. better than Come From Away, no, we're going to have some problems. I don't think it. Hold on. Well, I do the think greatest The Greatest Showman, showman is, is better than Come From Away. <laughs> well, it well, is amazing. I don't I just think, don't think The Greatest Showman is better than Hamilton. No, because like, it's not. In, in the tierless ranking here, right? Like, I'm really just saying inside for the mm-hmm. meme. One, because of the meme. And two, because I want to talk about it again. Because while we're on the topic of musicals. Yeah. Um, but my actual musical ranking, Hamilton on top by a mile. There is like 6,000 miles between yeah. Hamilton and the number two musical on my list. Which which is? I don't know. Probably Tick, Tick, Boom, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. And then third... La La Land. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> probably we got him. We got him, Jackson. I would say... Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to say Hamilton at the top, too, just because I'm a theater kid. And I'm going to say Hamilton, La La Land, Tick, Tick, Boom. That's what I'll say. And for me... Are we going, like, just based off of this list? Sure. No, I you mean, can... No, you can add. You can add. my... Because my, my favorite musical of all time is uh, Finding Neverland. Hmm. Oh my gosh. I could go on for hours about this, that musical. It's so good. Um, so well, unfortunately, we are limited to a little yeah. over an hour. So. <laughs> yeah. So, what and then Come Another From Away. Day. <laughs> come From Away. And then Hamilton. And then we didn't get to talk about it, but Newsies, which is also really good. So good. That, that, that was the tap dancing comment I was going to make. I love the tap dancing, and I love the story, and it's really good. So here's my I question. was low-key about to say – hold on, hold on. Continue, hold on. continue. I was low-key <laughs> about to say Newsy's kind of mid, but then I had to stop myself and say, is it actually mid, or is it just because I'm not into musicals? And I think, I think Jeremy, it's is it just, just Nick, is it just not, Jeremy Jordan? It, I think it's no, just Jeremy Jordan. I have Jordan. nothing against Jeremy Jordan. <laughs> Nothing Sounds against like Jeremy do. Jordan. He is incredibly like talented. Is very. I think you. I think you have something against Jeremy series. Jordan, Nick. <laughs> no, no. It's I okay had to, to be stop threatened and look by and people. Think, I don't like I'm Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> anyway, gosh, I'm sorry that broke me. <laughs> what I'm saying is actually, guys, my favorite musical of all time is John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. Um, oh, that's oh, that's such gem. a good one. Uh, that is oh. actually Loki, really Loki. good. I'm, it's not my favorite, but it is like Jake top Gyllenhaal tier. It is really as good. Mr. Music is so iconic. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Anyway, as I was saying, um, <laughs> I had I had to stop and be like, do I? Is it? Am I thinking that it's mid? Because I was listening, I was like. Come from away, kind of mid. La La Land, kind of mid. Uh, Mamma Mia, kind of mid. Kind of mid. Uh, you know, Newsies, kind of mid. Sounds like and you don't like, like musicals. Wait, wait, wait. 
Are these? Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like, are these yeah, kind of like mid, or do I just not like musicals? I love I think how it's this the is... latter. I just don't like musicals. This is a podcast I think of you just don't like musicals. This is a podcast of self-discovery. Yeah, we're wow. learning so much. Wow. Anyway, I to... want to talk about my favorite musical of all time, Bo Burnham's Inside. We talked because... about. Inside. I wouldn't call that a musical, musical, but okay. <laughs> We've already talked about this. Here's the thing. I just, I just don't think you guys will ever understand the lyrical genius of Inside. I feel like it, Inside's it songs are lyrically deeper than Excuse any me. other, like any musical will ever be. I introduced you to Inside. I think I understand. <laughs> Well, yeah, you do. But I think some people. It's really oh, listen, listen. It was good. I watched it, and it's really good. I just, I don't think it's better than other musicals. <laughs> inside vinyl. Let's go. Can I start posting vinyls on our Instagram? Like, is that a? Please do. I need. We need something else to post. Okay. Other than, I also other than show, movie reviews. This is physical media. This counts as physical media. I'm going to get roasted for how I handle records, but I'm also just dumb. Oh my gosh, how dare you touch the records? That's like touching the, the shiny part of a DVD. <laughs> uh, were you ever told you? that as a kid? Like, don't touch. Don't touch the like inside the, of the DVD. Like, or don't, the don't touch the DVD. No, I was always taught, like. I was always taught you put your finger through the little hole in the middle and then use your thumb you the to outside. hold the outside. You see, it's hard, and then so you would hard slide to do it that. In. It's so hard to do that with but records then, because But then it so was big. always the game of being able, there was always the game of trying to be able to pull out your finger before the DVD got to yeah. that point. I always mm-hmm. thought it would suck in my finger and just, yeah. like, I don't know why, but I thought, because we had a VHS player too, like yeah. back in the good old days. Um, I had VeggieTales on VHS. So we've, we, me too. I still have the first two Toy Story movies on VHS and the Little Mermaid. That's really weird. Um, so here's my question. On that was Nick's first crush, by the way. Aww. Little Mermaid. I, gonna, I know. I always, I always have to say that. I can't wait. I'm muting her for that. I can't wait for the sequel, huh? uh, the Big Mermaid. Um, so, <laughs> all right, are we done here? I think. Is that the end of the episode? I just want to say. <laughs> I just want to say. Do you think that musical movies are getting worse? Yes. Like, I think... And let me we, tell you why. Let me tell you on, why. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish my question. Because... Fine, <laughs> finish. Because, <laughs> like, recently I've seen, unless it's by Lin-Manuel Miranda, it's been pretty bad. So, and even then, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda made Vivo, which, is, which wasn't great. Um, no. Like, I just... I recently saw Sing 2, and I was just like, this is pretty terrible. Like yeah. it was, it was really bad, and I'm just here thinking like, why are we putting so much effort into the music of a movie when it's just a cash grab? And so like, I think uh, I, I don't know. I I can't think of any musical movies that are coming out soon, but I feel like they're kind of on the down, if that makes sense. I think, I heard um, Megan first. <laughs> Thank you. Dang, <laughs> oh, um, you've you've talked a lot, Nick. Um, <laughs> so, um, I think it depends because mm-hmm. right now, Lemon Miranda is on a pretty big like high right now. Yeah. Like everyone loves his stuff, but also, in my humble opinion, I think he's doing too much. Like, can we get a little bit of a break? You know? Yeah. But That's like, how people feel about Chris Pratt too. So it's all about because um tick tick boom for example 
that music was not written in today's time. That was written years ago. So I think it depends because maybe like more newer music because obviously there's like Encanto. Mm -hmm. That was pretty true. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like great musicals that are like doing really well, even Mm. ones that aren't, that aren't by Lin-Manuel Miranda. But it's all about like, but Encanto was by Lynn manuel It needs to be... <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. Like, it's all about, like, what... Like, I can't find the words. I'm sorry. It's just, um... Think on that. Nick, what I do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I do think musical movies are getting worse because I think we... And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think... We peaked with Hamilton. Not peaked in a sense, but like, no. Hamilton raised the bar way too high. Okay, that's fair. And now everything is a, is it as good as Hamilton? Well, yeah, no, that's like Hamilton, Lin Manuel Miranda had obviously a breakout with Hamilton. Caught fire, still honestly, still on fire. People still talk about it, make memes about it, all that stuff. And part of that has contributed to the fact that it got released on Disney Plus two years ago. But I think a lot of people have now shifted towards Lin-Manuel Miranda for, quote-unquote, leading the theater industry or, like, leading musicals. Mm Kind of in the same vein as, like, Star Wars fans pivoting to Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni to lead Star Wars because they did, like, one or two really good things. And they're like, okay, everything else has been pretty mid. Can we, like... Can you just do good stuff? Yeah. And uh, companies like Disney are seeing that, and they're getting Lin-Manuel Miranda on multiple projects. He did Moana. Now he did Encanto. He's working on, um, I think he said he's working on a Latino princess movie. Yeah. um, For Disney. And he he just did Vivo. He's done Tick, Tick, Boom. Like, they see, okay, people like Lynn, so let's continue to use Lynn. But we're getting to the point where, as you said, he's kind of getting to, like, the Chris Pratt status. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. he just needs a break. Which, you know, similar thing happened to Tom Holland. I think Tom like, Holland's getting there. <laughs> he just needs a break. Which, mm-hmm. to be fair, good on him for saying he's taking a break. Yeah. After Spider-Man and Uncharted, he's like, I'm taking a break. Good for you. You can read the room and see that we love you, but we think you should take a break because you're being it's in just too, much too stuff. saturated. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think Lin Manuel Miranda has that kind of self control. Yeah, I think, and I love the guy, love Hamilton. I, I but I think what I was he's, <laughs> I think he's becoming too <laughs> caught up in the wave of being popular from all of this stuff. Fair. Okay. What I was gonna say is, um, it's all about the mindset of yeah. people because I think Nick, you're right. Like, pe- like people like love Hamilton, and it was like such a big hit. But like, I feel like there's so many underrated good musicals out there that people like aren't like a. I don't want to say like not appreciating because mm-hmm. everyone has like their own taste and all that, which is fine. Um. Like, even Nick not liking, or not, I mean, not, like, yeah, <laughs> not, like, fully liking Come From Away, or, like, all that. Like, that's fine. That's his own opinion, and everything I say is all out of love, <laughs> um, and of pure jokes. Um, but, yeah, it's all about, like, 
the mindset of like people who are like notice something like by Stephen's long time or yeah. rent or like even like I can't think of like other or like Rogers and Hammerstein. That's another great one. They wrote um, Cinderella um, into the woods, I think. Um, and uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Joseph and the Maze of Tiny yeah. Coat, Cats, Jesus Christ Superstar. Like those are all like great musicals that like I think people should like go give a look because like the classics and like I don't want to say I don't like contemporary musicals because I think there's some really great ones and I do enjoy them but I don't think they just hit as hard for me as like yeah. the classics um yeah a lot of these so, yeah. are just we're in an era of remakes and reboots in general mm-hmm. and musicals and I think that's are not musicals are not like outside of that either so mm-hmm. I think that's our point. Honestly, I think, I think that's, that's why it's possible. Yeah. Well, out, really quick, I think that's why they're mm-hmm. popular because people like the classics, but people yeah. like the classics are being shown in a more modern way so that people like yeah. them. Like people that like the my, classics, but my... like this is just a higher quality mm-hmm. version of that. Mm-hmm. So there we go. <laughs> And also, I'm I'm sorry, Nick, if I hurt your feelings about come from away. <laughs> no, definitely not. See, all is fair in love and podcasts. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's a sticker right there. Huh? All's fair. Wait, all is fair in love and podcasts. <laughs> Click our merch link in the bio. No, merch link. Oh my <laughs> don't have merch. Wow. We don't have merch yet. yet. Do you have your social? Anyway. <laughs> With that being said, um, thank you guys for listening today. Thank you, Megan, for being here and talking Aww. with us about musicals. Um, if you, you want to stay up to date me. with the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Nerdiest Podcast. We do all kinds of stuff over there. Maybe Jackson will finally start posting pictures of his vinyls. I have movie reviews to post. We post episode clips, all that fun stuff. You can obviously you know, vote to pick out what show I watch next, all that great stuff. And TikTok is just... TikTok. Is there so. TikTok boom? <laughs> can you edit that? If you have out? a feedback or question you want to submit to the to the to the show, you can do so through the contact us page on our website. If you do what we do here, consider giving a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And uh, tell your friends. Word of mouth is the way to grow. Five stars. Tell your friends. To quote Sally from Cars, you know where we are. Tell your friends. You know where we are. Tell your friends. Again. Tell your friends. Again, this episode is falling apart, much like my mental state. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to see you in the next episode. Peace out. Bye. Bye.